Hey mamas, in today's episode, you will be tapping into a conversation with me and Mara. I met Mara probably about a year or two ago over on Instagram, and we have been following each other for a while now and collabing with each other um, and just really overall spreading the message and continuing conversation around um, the benefits of learning thyself and um, the benefits of herbs and just naturally coming back to nature. And so that's what this episode is going to dig right into. Mara has a wealth of information and will be sharing with us her experience with herbal medicine how we can get started implementing herbs in our everyday lives, the benefits herbs have for us as women, especially when it comes to our reproductive health, herbs for children, and just so much more. Mara has an online herbal shop where she sells herbal blends that help with menstrual cycle, um, fibroids, anxiety, boosting our immune system, and many other things. You can check out her store over at www.junglemamastore.com and you can also find her over on IG at Jungle Mama, where she posts many educational information about herbs and not just herbs, but also just about the holistic lifestyle that amplifies the benefits of using herbs. So grab your tea, and if you don't have tea, that's cool. Grab you some water, and after this episode, you will have some tea <laughs> recommendations for sure to walk away with. Let's get into it, Mama. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Forever Evolving Mama podcast. I'm so excited today. I have with me today, Mara. So much information to give us today on herbs um, and nutrition. And um, we tried to do this podcast episode a while ago, and I just had a hard time saving it. So we're doing it again today, um, hoping to grab all of the juicy information that um, Mara has for us today. Um, she is the owner of The Jungle Mama, and she also has a store at um, www.thejunglemamastore.com. And yeah, she has all kind of good stuff over there. We're going to get into talking about different herbs that can help with women's health um, and just talking about different um, ways to help heal from fibroids. And so um, I'm not going to keep rambling on. I'm going to pass the mic over to Mara. Welcome, Mara. And can you tell us a little bit about Jungle Mama? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, Jungle Mama, Naked and Unashamed. Um, it was kind of inspired initially from learning more about like Dr. Sebi and just like there's one quote that he has. My mama didn't know that she was naked. That is the way she was since creation, the way, the natural way to be. My mama didn't have any clothes 500 years ago, but she didn't have any supermarkets and she didn't have any doctors and she didn't have any hospitals and she didn't have any disease. Her diet was consistent with her cellular predis predisposition. And like that, I love that, that quote. So with Jungle Mama, um, Jungle Mama is like the reminder we should embrace Mother Nature, finding our way back. We heal ourselves of all these illnesses that have come attached to this colonized way of living. You know, mama was told she was naked. She was wild. She was a savage. But what's wrong with being, what's wrong with mama being like natural, primitive, unruly? They'll call people of the jungle savages with a sense of arrogance as if there is something so wrong with mama being a savage. Because savage means of an animal or force of nature that is uncontrolled, untamed, or wild, right? Mm -hmm. So 
Mama was the way her creator envisioned and she was healthy and she was happy. And as we go on our journey to better health, mentally, physically, and spiritually, we must go back to what our naked mother ate. So, you know, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Diet and herbal remedies have always played a major role in our healing solutions of our ancestors. And for so long, I feel like we've turned our backs on the herbs that are healing to the body and plants that grow untamed in the jungle are savages. You know, as savage people, we must utilize these savage herbs that mother has provided. So welcome home. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Everything you said, I agree and resonate with so much. And I think that's what I really love about Jungle Mama is that you are bringing people back to their roots. And then you are also like letting them experience the power of like tuning into nature and tapping back into nature, right? Because we've been so far removed, you know, taking different medicines and relying on everybody outside of ourselves. And through you, they're able to, um, you know, learn these different herbs and then like learn thyself and learn like how to heal themselves. So I love what you're doing. And um, I'm going to head over and get some herbs. I keep saying that, but I am. Um, so no I'm rush, no rush. <laughs> Everyone's journey is their journey. You know, their process is their process. At least giving them the information is key. Because then you can make your choice. When we don't get the information and we're just lied to, then they're making decisions for us. And that's not fair. So, yeah, take your time. <laughs> definitely. Thank you. Yes, definitely. And that's how I feel exactly with the, for, with the film. You know, I really feel like, we just need to know our options, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna give you the option and then that's you. But you know, the fact that we don't even have options to start, that's an issue. Yeah. We don't even know. You Especially know? when those options are like, <clears throat> sorry, but when those options are like our first, med- that, that was our first medicine. It's not even alternative. Yeah. Like that, that was yeah. our first medicine. That was our original medicine. So it's like, you took away our core, <laughs> like yeah. our essential, you know? So yeah, but for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna get into the questions. Um, so can you share a little bit um, with us how you got started with Jungle Mama and what inspired what inspired you to start supporting your community with the herb with herbs to heal themselves? Absolutely. So I actually just hit my one year anniversary like two weeks ago. So <laughs> Jungle Mama is very very new. During the labor of COVID, and I call it labor because, you know, I feel like even when things are bad or not necessarily like the way we want things to go, it doesn't mean that it's that a great thing isn't on the cusp, right? Or isn't coming soon. Or like we go through trying times for a reason. So I call it labor. But during the labor of COVID pandemic, um, Jungle Mama was birthed. So that was amazing. Um, with the entire world, like up in arms and scared and paranoid due to COVID, all of us as a collective were forced to make, to like take a second look at our state of health. And we were not, we were told not only to stay at home, but with businesses shut down, like we were forced to be more self-sufficient. Yeah. And like people weren't able to go to the doctor, you know, to turn to for every small ailment. Um, mm-hmm. I think that along with the distrust of the pharmaceutical industry and interest in like natural ways of healing had presented an opportunity for Jungle Mama to fill. So, um, and then when it comes to my community, I focus on people of color, specifically the black community, because this is the medicine of our people. And we are so far removed 
that it is literally killing us. And I feel like our families have been ripped apart. We've been told false stories with no knowledge of our story and legacy, which has led us to an identity crisis along with dealing with systemic racism from a system that wasn't created for us. And like, just, I feel like our health is the core of where we must start to improve and reconnect to ourselves and our ancestors. Um, and you know, our ancestors who are our true teachers and love us. And we just, we don't operate at our most optimal while we're sick. You know, like we can't have mental clarity and we can't have a peace of mind and we become angry, become depressed and mentally unstable. And like being sick weakens and disables us basically from being, um, you know, the best mother, the best dad or the best daughter or entrepreneur or whatever the case may be. Like in, in, in my effort to support the black community or the community, you know, people of color in general, my first priority is to help the, the women, black women to heal herself because as a nurturer, she's gonna help her whole family. So that's like how you get to the whole family when it comes to their health. And the cleaner our bodies are, the better we're gonna be able to connect with ourselves and with each other. So help build the family back up. Yes, yes, definitely. And how did, how has herbs impacted your health and your healing as a woman? Oh yeah, so um, the two things I've dealt with our menstrual issues and chronic migraines. Those have been like things that I've dealt with since I was like young. So I used to have menstrual issues when I was like a teenager. Obviously I had, I had started my cycle very early. And I think honestly, I feel like it's linked for, linked with the love that I had for dairy. I loved cheese, I loved milk and everything. And I think the hormones really messed me up. So I got like my first period and I was like 10, like I was really young. Um, and I would experience vomiting, severe cramping, heavy bleeding, like missing school type of miserable pain. You know, um, I couldn't have, I couldn't keep food down for the first couple of days. So mm -hmm. when I was like 13, I want to say, because it was so bad, um, the doctor had put me on birth control. And um, so I was on that for a while. It kind of, the vomiting stopped a little bit. Like I still like would still spit up whatever, but the vomiting pretty much stopped, but it's still, you know, it's still a bad cycle. But when I got into adulthood, I switched, I think like one time my birth control, but I eventually just started getting like really nauseous and just feeling really sick. So I got off of it. And I, I mean, I was going to feel sick regardless. So I got off of it. Um, but I can say like now my cycle is the best that it's ever been. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, I attribute that to a few things. I've done a few intracellular cleanses, which is like cleansing the body on a cellular level, whether it's the digestive system, lymphatic system, um, cleaning the blood, like all those things. I've, I've done a couple of those um, and I sell cleanses as well for, um, through Jungle Mama, but doing that, changing my diet a lot, I have completely transformed my diet. And I would say like my Crescent Calm Tea, that definitely helps and for menstrual relief. Like I just, if it's my, I mean, this is all too much information, but I just finished a cycle um, and it literally, like, I think today is the fifth day and like literally only three days and I'm pretty much done. Like the four, four day, day, four, day, five is really just like spotting and like a little, I mean, I, I don't, I won't have any cramps. So I'll just have a little bit of spotting. Mm -hmm. Um, and then day five, maybe a little spotting and then that's it. But my cycle used to be a full seven days, wow. completely full <laughs> seven days. Like it would get better, but it was full. 
Now it's mm-hmm. three days and then maybe for two days I'm spotting and that's it. And that's amazing. <laughs> so that Crescent Com tea has transformed. Like I can actually have a day and keep going. Um, and then migraines. So um, I get chronic migraines and they started when I was 18. The first time I had it, it was on and off for an entire month. And I have like triggers, you know, I know what triggers my migraines, like stress, lack of sleep, lack of um, water. So dehydration, stress, all those different factors can, can get, um, cause me to have a migraine. And honestly, I haven't had it as much recently. It's really whenever like I'm going through a transitional phase in my life and my diet will drop off or I'll get more stress. Mm -hmm. It's something has to trigger it for it to get like that. But for the most part, I really don't get them like compared to how I used to at all. And it's really just changing those things that I know trigger it, trigger them. Um, and then of course, I remember the first time I used herbal medicine to relieve a migraine, I was obsessed because I had always tried, I tried like different medications. I hate pain relievers, but I have tried it before because pain relievers never worked for me. But I tried, um, like a migraine relief medication before and didn't work at all. And um, I was recommended valerian root, I believe it was, or hops. They both work, either one. But I, I want to say it was either valerian root or hops um, extract drops, like the mm-hmm. little tincture. Um, and I took like a couple of drops and literally like 30 minutes to an hour later, my symptoms were all going away. And I had wow. never experienced that. It usually only gets worse. I would like throw up, super painful, can't, you know, all the, my senses are like going crazy. I see a big aura in my vision. But like everything started fading away and I actually could and actually will still have energy because migraines can make you really, really depleted of your energy and, and exhausted. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, but those nervine or those herbs that have um, nervine properties, mm-hmm. they calm the central nervous system. And I, they, and it's believed that migraines can be caused or like having issue with your central nervous system or something like that. So I think because of that reason, um, mm-hmm. those are very helpful. And I. Yeah. So I use that and I actually have a um, product called Nervine Unwind, which is a tea and it's mixed with hops, valerian root um, and feverfew, which are all known for also like helping migraines. But mm-hmm. yeah, I that was like the proof, all the proof I needed because I physically my health has improved so much from herbal medicine and diet change and lifestyle change. So those are like my experiences that I share with people. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I think um, listening to you really brought up a good point of like you like listening to yourself and like being tuned into yourself enough to know like, okay, what is triggering this? You know, what is, you know, what do I need to take away? What should I be adding? You know, versus, you know, a lot of the times we um, may have a symptom of something and it may just be as far as, like you said, a pain reliever to where it's just kind of numbing it you're not really getting to, you know, the root of fixing it. So I really like how you you brought up how you, you know, eliminated things and you started thinking about, you know, what it was that you were eating and different things you could do to do things differently. That just makes all the difference in our health, even for, you know, every level, even our menstrual periods, Mm. um, just paying attention, Mm -hmm. you know, and they don't tell you that we're not told like, oh, you know, it might be too much dairy that you're eating, you know, Mm, or sugar. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sugar, the bread, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're not told that we're just kind of like, oh, your menstrual period is supposed to be normally heavy and painful to the point where, you know, you're not able to do things, you know, that you would normally do on a normal day's basis. And yeah, and and take this medication. 
Yes. And takes medication for the, for the bloating and for the, like, take this, take this, take that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Instead of in that, once again, it's just a way of our body telling us, you know, that, Hey, I'm trying to clean you out and I can't right? like now it's pushing harder because your uterus is contracting when it's on its menstrual to get the blood out. So now it's contracting harder to Mm. get all of that gunk out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so yeah, it's just, it's nice to hear, um, you know, and inspiring to hear that you took these changes in your life and three days from seven days. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. It's like, wait, three days. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I don't feel, and I, I hear from different people, like everyone has their own beliefs. I just don't feel it's meant to be the way we call, like what, let's say, there's a difference between natural and normal. That's the thing, right? Okay, say this is, this might be normal in our society, but I don't think that it's natural to have a whole week and to have the symptoms that we we experience on the level that we do. I do think it's natural to have a cycle, but I think our cycle is not, is not, I think we're so far removed actually from what we're like the cycle we're supposed to have or naturally mm-hmm. supposed to have if we were eating the foods consistent to our cellular mm-hmm. predisposition, like Dr. Sadie says. So, okay. so yeah, absolutely. It's my personal belief. <laughs> I believe that. I definitely believe that. It's been so, like you said, it's been so normal. Like, yeah, we are supposed to get a cycle, right? We are supposed to, like, you may feel a little uneasy. You may feel a little bloated. You may get a little crampy, but it's not supposed to be to the point where it's like, we can't move or we need medication. You know, yeah, everything. we need medication. Like mm-hmm. that has been normalized, and that is why we don't go and try to fix it because we, mm-hmm. you know, we've heard it from generation from generation what that this is normal. That's journey in the background. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah. Oh, and then you brought up valerian root. Yes. Um, how do you spell that? Just for the listeners, if they are. Yeah, valerian roots, B-A-L-E-R-I-A-N. Also hops. I'm sure most people have heard of hops flower. Um, and then feverfew. And so my tea, Nervine Unwind, includes all of them. But I also, okay. if someone who is dealing with chronic migraines too, you could mm-hmm. also buy like valerian or hops drops. I more so would recommend valerian because hops is, it's, worst tasting as in an um extract version but if you mm. get that because that way like when you're on the go like keep it in your bag on your purse or in your car or whatever like so when you do have it you have it available and you don't have to actually make you know make a tea mm. if, you know what I mean so it's good to have mm-hmm. I mean both if you can but um mm. having that is really it's come in handy for me when I'm at work or something you know or like out and about um in the past um, yeah, to have that because you know, it's going to keep getting worse if you don't intercept immediately. So yeah. And then I'll I'll take, I'm sorry, but I'll take like two drops. It depends. Everyone's different. I personally will take two drops. I'll wait for about an hour. If I don't start feeling any better after an hour, I'll maybe take like another drop. The only thing, Mm -hmm. only reason why I say to be careful of how many is because you can get sleepy because it is like valerian, it does make you sleepy. So you just want to, you know, see how your body reacts to it. But if you take two drops, you should start feeling better. If you don't, maybe take another one, um, one or two, and then you should be feeling better after that. I wouldn't take more and maybe until like, I don't know, three, four hours later or before you go to bed or something. 
Sorry, guys. Journey came in again. Um, oh no, it's okay. You're a forever evolving mama. I expect to hear something <laughs> in the background. If I don't, like, <laughs> it's fine. Nail polish and yeah, it just kind of threw me off. But um, okay, so they can head. So we can head over and get the Nervine unwind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has you said that has the valerian root, hops, the hops. And feverfew. Feverfew is also a great herb, yeah, for migraines as well. It's known for treating migraines. Okay. So a natural option instead of, you know, pain medication. And does that help by chance? Like, do you think like removing the stuff from your diet is what made your period more shorter? Um, I think it's, so I think it's, I think it's a combination of a few things. For one, I don't know about the length. I just feel like my cycle is just better. I don't even know if we want to go into like length, um, even as heavy, it's still kind of happy, but it's not nothing near the way it was <laughs> like nothing yeah. new. Like I would have almost accidents heavy, you know? So, um, but I think a, the, the biggest thing for me with women is removing the dairy products, mm-hmm. removing the soy. And if you can reduce, if not eliminate animal products, because those are all going to mess with your hormones. They're all yeah. going to like, like if you can eliminate or reduce, you just need, really need to do so, so that your hormones can get back on track and not be influenced by these steroids and hormones from another animal that's meant for another animal, you know, it's going to mess yeah. you up. Like, it's just, this is how it is. So, yeah. 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 You brought up a good point with the hormones. Like that's huge. Like we, as you know, we have a normal um, balance of hormones that's already happening in our body. So when you introduce more hormones from hormones from an animal, yeah, for sure. We're definitely going to take the repercussion of that. I didn't even think about that. I totally forgot about the hormones that are included. Um, that is bringing me into another question. Um, and that is someone who, what would you kind of go more into like someone who's experiencing like severe cramping, um, heavy periods, how would you recommend that they do this naturally, which you've already tapped into? Um, just expand a little bit more on. Oh, yeah. Um, well, if someone's experienced heavy periods, severe cramping, um, well, like I said, addressing the diet is going to be one. Um, so removing those products I talked about, those food products. Um, also, drinking more water, like drinking at least half your weight in ounces of water to a gallon of spring water, preferably because of the mineral content and you don't have to worry about the weird chemicals and stuff. (laughs) Um, What else could they do? Of course, being more active, like you want to be active and healthy. That's definitely important. Um, Other than those, I would really recommend if you can, depending on how bad it is, if you can do like a full like uterus cleanse, it would be great. Um, I have my myoma tea. It says that it's fibroid and cyst fighting, but it's, it, it is that, but it's really just a good general uterus cleanse. So like if you could do the myoma tea and then even maybe the crescent calm when you're on your cycle as well, that would be really good. Cause sometimes people don't even know that they might have fibroids or they, that, that could be contributing yeah. to the, this, these issues that you have with your cycle. So just giving your uterus a good cleanse, um, which will also, this also will help with hormonal balance. Um, and then the crescent calm when you're on your cycle, it's going to help relieve the cramping. 
sorry, it's going to help with like PMS. Um, if you have like breast pain, anxiety, um, you know, it's also going to help with the iron support because you're probably low on iron when you're, if you're losing a lot of blood. So, um, so yeah, depending on how severe, I would definitely say the myoma tea and I, like, I would just take that like every single day, do a good uterus cleanse. And then, um, you can do the crescent calm, maybe just like a week before your cycle to, uh, through your cycle. Um, and that, that's definitely gonna, definitely gonna help <laughs> tremendously. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. And what's in the myoma tea? What herbs are in that one? Yeah. So the myoma has quite a few. There's dandelion leaves, nettle, ras red raspberry, uh, shepherd's purse, uh, white peony, chaseberry, sassaparilla. I think I named all of them. Yeah. Sassaparilla as well. Um, and then Crescent Calm has the Blue Vein, Bugleweed, Sassaparilla as well, Chaseberry, and Motherwort, I want to say is the other one. Let me just double check. Yeah. And, the yeah, Motherwort. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there are some herbs that will help with that. Yeah. Um, I think I make the best blend. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I know. <laughs> There's other products that do fiber denses, but I think I make the best blend. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get that. I think it's good to have a cleanse, a good cleanse, like just to have a good cleanse period. Um, and then, like you said, sometimes we don't even know we have cysts. So. Mm -hmm. um, what do you like most about working with herbs in the clients you work with? And do you typically work with men or women? And what are some of the most common issues you see in Black women um, that they're dealing with? So what do I like most about working with herbs? Um, so it's, Funny because using herbs that were giving to us by nature is like, mm -hmm. like addressing our um, health issues and seeing them actually leave and treat and heal us is like going to church for me. Like that is like yeah. confirmation and affirmation um, that this was meant for us. And I'm not even a religious person, but that's the like only thing I can really compare it to. Um, it's like seeing the work of God or the work of nature work with us and for us. And I think it's so beautiful and it grows our connection and appreciation to earth. Like we just can connect with mother better. So I really love that aspect of it, like working with herbs and clients and seeing, seeing them happier and seeing them, you know, prevent surgeries. Absolutely. My favorite, favorite thing to hear is that they don't have to have surgery. They don't have a blood transfusion or whatever, um, which saves them money too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, for you said, what do you, who I typically work with? I, I work with everyone, but I do focus on, like I said, women of color. I do because I feel like we've been ignored and misled so much in conventional medicine. And um, I just, they, like, that's my first priority. I know too many black women who are over the age of like maybe 40, 50, who don't have a uterus because they had fibroids and they have cysts. Yeah. And like, that wasn't necessary. I mean, I know you you may not want to have children, but you can still, your womb is not just for creating a child. Like that mm. is a part, that's a part of you. Like, I don't see why we need to be removing all these different pieces that we were born from God or from whatever, you know, whatever source you want to yeah. call. Um, we were born with this. So, and everything has a purpose. So yeah. Yeah. it's just like man to say, oh, you don't need this no more. And I, I, I absolutely um, love helping women be able to keep and maintain that. So um, women, yeah, definitely my, women of color are definitely my focus. Um, but I have products for everyone. 
and also children, men, children, everyone. Um, you said, what are some of the issues that I, common issues? Yeah, yeah like what is the most common one that you see um, like in black women? So definitely the fibroids and the cysts, menstrual issues, which yeah. I can relate to, um, endometriosis, pretty common. It's all, a lot of, re really most of it's reproductive issues, which I think, I feel like is more, it's just, it's the, the estrogen and the, the pro-estrogen, pro yeah. I believe it's called, or progestogen, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the imbalance there, I think that's the key issue with us. And I think it just comes directly from our diet, um, not just, but mainly from our diet, it's coming mainly from our diet because it's affecting like all of those things that you can tie back to that. Um, yeah. Also, uh, libido support, not too much, but libido support. Yeah, um, breast cancer is something I recently have gotten a, a few, I've had a few women reach out to me about. Um, wow. Yeah, but those, but mainly reproductive issues. That's the, yeah, that's the majority of it is reproductive issues. Yeah. And I'm, and, and that's just, as I dig deeper into like reproductive um, and learning about it, um, a lot of the stuff I'm learning can be like, you, like we just keep touching back on can be um, avoided, you know, like with the stuff that we're eating and the estrogen I'm learning is a whole growth hormone. That is a whole hormone that is, you know, which makes sense with the breast cancer. It is literally building um, these tumors inside of us. And it's in stuff that you wouldn't even think. I just found out it could be in your bottled water, you know? Mm. So it's like, you're just, we're consuming things that we don't even know that this, these hormones are in that are literally throwing our bodies off. And I have talked to many, I personally um, have not had the worst periods or much period problems, especially now that I've kind of changed my diet over the years but I have ran into a lot of black women who always, you know, they're always talking about their periods are super long and they're super heavy. And I didn't know enough, you know, at the time to really try to help. But now as I start to learn more, I really, that's something that an area that I really want to dig into because a lot of it can be changed, you know, like mm -hmm. you don't have to continue to suffer. It can definitely be improved. Yeah. So that's, that is definitely the same thing. And then I'm learning that um, we're getting more hysterectomies. I'm not sure what the, uh, like you said, I'm not sure what the, um, I forget what the percentage was on it, but we are more likely to get hysterectomy. Yep, absolutely. We're more likely to have fibroids. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think that another part that you touched on um, was by these herbs, we're able to like get back to nature. And I think that's another part of it, you know, just getting out in nature, putting our feet in the grass, mm -hmm. getting some sun on our skin, going to the beach, you know, like just being in nature. That is also like just the lifestyle that we live alone. Yeah. You know, is also stressful on our lives. Um, but, but connecting with, and when I say uh, nature, yes, in the sense of going outside, but also nature in the sense of your, consuming plants mm -hmm. like you're letting like you connect because we are all connect like the trees are connected to you like <laughs> the animals are connected. like we are all connected to they're not just things out here they're they're living um so i think we just when we connect more to these plants and we actually consume it and we can appreciate for what it's it's doing to help us that it was created intentionally to help us you know i think it's just like 
I don't know, because nature to me is like, you know, going into nature sometimes for people can be a very spiritual thing, can be very connecting to God for them. And I think just reconnecting from that because chemicals or inorganic chemicals or these drugs separate us from that. Mm-hmm. And it's that to me, it's like almost separating us from God. It's separating us it from is. nature, separating us from the source. It's man trying to create better than what God created. Like right. the audacity, you know what I mean? Like you're going to tell me right. you can create something better than what God made for me. So bringing this back to, to nature and, and that aspect, of course, actually being in nature, but I think also consuming, sounds weird, but consuming um, nature or what nature's provided. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's just that simple, right? I mean, it's not that simple now because we've been so pulled away, but it's really, you know, they've tried to build so much away from nature um, to where even when we go back to when you was reading, um, when you was talking about um, how they're saying that mama once, you know, they found her and she was naked and she was savage and she was healthy, right? Like they mm-hmm. pulled us so away from that image. And it's like, she yeah. was healthy. Let's get back to, she yeah. was healthy, you know, and she didn't have any of this. She didn't have a grocery store. She didn't have a hospital. She literally was out here living with nature into nature and was thriving. Exactly. So I just, I just, I cannot agree more with that. Um, so how would you suggest women get started working with herbs? Like, should they take a course, book a consultation for guidance with someone with more experience, um, or just try to try the herbs, um, that they've kind of been called to use and then kind of self-study? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I would say a lot of it is gonna, I would say self-education is a big piece. That's like how, um, how I learned a lot is self-education because for one, they're like the elite doesn't want you to know and practice because then we don't depend on them. So we're, we have to be pretty self-sufficient. So what I did and what I continue to do is a combination of a few things. So I read books, you know, I reach out to my ancestors or my brothers and sisters, you know, um, who also work in the same field or have more experience. Um, but education is something I really focus on with Jungle Mama. Like even with um, when you order my product, like I put what's in it. And then also what are these things doing to address this concern that you're you're, you're buying this for, right? Um, and then also like on my social media, like I try to post things that are informational as well. And let's see, you said consultation. And I also offer healing consultations too. Um, it's not like it's classes necessarily, but I can talk to you and walk you through more of not just what products to buy, but like, what could you change in your life to better align yourself with the goals that you have relating your health, you know? So, um, so I offer some consultation to give some direction to get you there as well. But, um, let me see what else you you said, what, how to get started, yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of, cause I know sometimes I'm like, as I, so I'm not breastfeeding no more. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of in that stage where I'm going to start learning more about herbs, taking mm-hmm. herbs. Um, but sometimes that's something I think of like, hmm, like when I look up certain herbs, like, should I be working with someone on the side or, you know, like you said, self-study, I know, you know, a lot about self-study, but I was yeah. kind of curious, you know, if we find these herbs, you know, maybe we go to a, um, a health store, you know, we see these herbs. 
what would be the best route? Because it's new to us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, of course. I think ugh, books are my biggest. I, I yeah. really like turn to books a lot. Um, yeah. It's just hard because with some, with herbal medicine too, there aren't a lot of studies or focus. That's true. Really? I mean, and there are some, but it's not, it's just because they, they really don't want you to, to feel like it's effective. <laughs> right. You know? So it's not it's like they don't want to prove that this works and, this, right. you know, so, I mean, you can find, there are some research and there, there's going to be some resources. There's nothing to the level. Like it's not going to be marketed to you. Like products right. are marketed to you. You know what I mean? Like medical um, medications are marketed to you. You're not going to get ads like uh -huh. to the same extent. So you do have to do, do a lot of your own research. I have plenty. I have like probably like, I don't know, 10 different books relating to nutrition or, or herbal medicine um, just for me to to learn myself yeah. um yeah and i can maybe i can maybe send you a few titles that you okay. can probably link in if that is helpful oh, for yeah. people that i kind of like turn to like like bible almost like to go and refer to um that might be helpful but but yeah, yeah but i like i said i offer healing consultations as well to help um people you know for some guidance and to see not only what they need with products but also like what they could do to change make changes um you know to reach their goals so yeah yeah definitely yeah we'll get those um linked in the show that way we have some good um books to kind of refer to but yeah i think it's funny when you said it's not going to be promoted it's like yeah no yeah they're not going to be like hey here's some herbs that you could possibly go in your garden or go in your backyard and get yeah, yeah. actually literally <laughs> yeah i've seen and like mullinin or gordo lobo or like the same same thing but i've seen it like in california like i've seen it outside you know what i mean free yeah. just yeah yeah herbs are every I, and I'm, i haven't gotten to that level where i can recognize every but i can recognize some and i'm just like oh i wonder what that does mm -hmm. for me that's yeah. just you know what i mean like just yes. here but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i was reading this book i uh, I, i'm gonna link it in the show because i don't remember the name um but it just talks about how um when black people like after slavery how they were kind of um left on they would go find their land and they'd have like these um houses and how you know back then we weren't we we couldn't afford the hospital or we weren't allowed to go to the hospital so a lot of these it wasn't made for us <laughs> yeah it wasn't made right like it, it shows right there and so we would um you know they would live off of their land so like if the kids came in and they had like you know some kind of cut or, you know, if someone came down with like a fever or a cold, you know, they would go in the back and they would go and find these roots and then they would, mm -hmm. um, you know, boil them up, do what they have to do. And yeah. it would work. Until yeah, they had healers. Mm -hmm. Healers. And they naturally. had healers. Yep. And, it, and like you, you know, it wasn't even like it was a thing. It was just natural. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. like it was just like, this is what we do. You know, we go in the back and we go find a little bit of this and we bring it back. And that's what we do until um these properties or these roots started being discovered and they started blocking you know cutting them out um taking these roots out of these backyards and then selling them so it's it's mm. a crazy book i'm gonna link it um but it's just a really good read because it just shows you like how powerful you know nature you know everything we need is literally you know it's placed here for us you know yeah everything um, has a purpose everything everything literally has a purpose <laughs> um so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love your holistic approach to um, women's health. 
you promote like a healthy lifestyle. So I've seen like on your Instagram, like you also post like about mindfulness and you post about like other things besides the herbs, um, because I think you, there is a holistic um, blend of a lifestyle that has to go with taking herbs. Um, so how, why is it so important for um, when choosing a natural herb to help heal, to not only use that herb, but to also take care of ourselves um, mentally, physically, and emotionally, and like paying attention to what we consume. Yeah, I think the issue is, is that we're conditioned to think if you take one pill, your symptoms go away, and then you're okay, you feel better, but the issue is still there, and it's probably worsening, because now you've quiet the symptoms, so you don't even know really how bad it's getting, and Mm -hmm. this isn't the really the way health works, like health everything you do impacts your health. So why are we ignoring other aspects of your life? Like we should see how we could change them to better align with your health goals and address your concerns because people have to get out of the mindset that they can keep feeding the illness while taking Mm -hmm. herbs and then blame the herbs if they don't progress as quickly as they like. Mm -hmm. It, It just, it does not work that way. Like you have to work with it and work with your body to Mm -hmm. put it in the best because your body already knows it's it's like a survivalist. It knows it wants to be here. Like it wants to work. It wants to function. If you set it up in the right environment, if you give it what it needs, it will and have faith in God because God created or faith in nature, whatever created you have faith in that creation that you were created in perfection, have faith in that. Right. Yeah. And you, you'll know that. Yeah. It's of course I'm going to heal. I just have to set myself in the right circumstance right and but I have to create that give Mm -hmm. that to my body and then it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. um and you know I study um nutrition but uh integrative nutrition and that's like along the lines of it's it's more with the holistic medicine versus conventional with Mm -hmm. and holistic medicine is literally looking at you as a whole so even when I'm talking about nutrition um or helping people well, and, and learning with the nutrition and doing like mock consultations. I'm still learning. I'm still getting my degree. But and even doing with that, we don't only talk about the diet. We talk about, you know, do you get sunlight? Are you outside or are you exercising? Like we talk about all those different things because it can't just be nutrition, even though I'm talking to you about nutrition. So versus, you know, conventional medicine, you know, it's going to focus on the symptoms. Functional medicine is going to focus on the roots, like what's really what's causing this. So um I, I say it all the time. Food does not stop at your neck. The chemicals mm-hmm. and the hormones affect your mental health. Mm-hmm. So I do talk about like on my social media, I talk about mental health and I refer to emotional health and uh, ways to heal and uh, work through things because I don't believe that, you know, one day we are just going to be completely healed because to say that is to say that you are immune or you can't be touched. Like you can't be hurt. You can't be disappointed. You can't, like you are always going to have these things happening. So we need to help each other continue to heal and heal. And heal. like, it's always, it's a process. Yeah. It's not like a pill. I'm done. I feel better. No, right. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. 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 Forever evolving. Exactly. <laughs> Forever evolving. Yeah. 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 And I think we've been taught, you know, for so long that that is the case. Like you just go get something or, you know, you're, you're looking at one piece of the body and it's like, it all folds together, you know, mm-hmm. like everything, the stuff that you're watching, you know, yes. that you're eating to, like you said, are you getting enough sunlight, you know, yeah. so people 
you're around, like even things that you're that. saying, you could be cursing the, yourself. The yeah. Yes. The, the thoughts that you're thinking, you know, mm-hmm. like all of that plays a role. And it's like the herb can only do so much, right? Like we're not, the herb is a tool. It's not like the healing though. Like the herb, you can't take the herb and be like, okay, well now, you know, it's like, no, that's just a tool to help along the process. But, um, you know, overall, it's going to be, you know, you, you're going to have to take that initiative to really make those changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, can you speak a little on women naturally healing themselves from fibroids? Um, and also what herbs can they use and how can they use these herbs to heal themselves? Yeah, I, so I love this. Ex- oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I love this topic. I mean, I, it's funny because I almost approach like most conditions the same because it's really it's almost the same like (laughs) you need to do the same almost the same thing maybe you change the herbal treatment but when it comes to lifestyle like you if you set yourself up to um to make these changes you're gonna have your body be in a better situation so like cleaning up the diet I already talked about you know reducing or eliminating completely if possible that dairy animal soy products because of the Mm -hmm. hormones and the steroids it's just not going to be put you in a good situation with the fibroids, um, sugar and simple, sh- uh, simple like carbs. Um, cause that can contribute to fibroid growth, caffeine, mm-hmm. like a lot of salt, mm-hmm. um, that's tough on the liver, which I guess like it helps hormonal balance or it does work. Um, it works on helping like our, our, our hormonal balance. So you, you don't want to, overdo it with the ca- the caffeine or the salt if you can eliminate caffeine or you know do like sea salt that'd be great like don't do table salt i hope no one does table salt anymore <laughs> like hope it's not even a thing anymore um please do sea salt um so you just want to be easy on the liver um no alcohol as well because of the liver you don't want to put stress on the liver basically um yeah switching over to like complex carbs and like whole grains and organic whole foods and Dark leafy greens are great. Like really focusing on those dark leafy greens will help. Um, And then the herbs, well, for, so for my myoma tea, I had like different focuses. I wanted to make sure that the woman who was dealing with fibroids is getting iron support because she's probably losing a lot of blood. She's um, getting her, getting something that's going to balance the hormones, going to work on uh, shrinking the, shrinking the fibroids or not like addressing, basically addressing the growth of it, um, helping her with her menstrual bleeding because she's probably bleeding, you know, super heavy, having painful periods. So like all the herbs that I included are to address these concerns while she's healing her her uterus. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's dandelion. Oh, which, because dandelion is great for the liver support. So that's going to help with the hormonal balance. Um, mm-hmm. Nettle, nettle is going to be good for iron, also vitamin C, which helps for absorption of iron. Um, it's good for blood circulation, <clears throat> excuse me, and deto- detoxifying the tissues in the uterus. We got ras- red raspberry. I love red raspberry for uterus cleansing. Um, it's a hormonal balance. It's going to help treat any PMS or if you have a lot of like menstrual bleeding, there's mm-hmm. shepherd's purse, which I feel like doesn't get a lot of attention, but that one's great for addressing the growth of the fibroid. Um, again, hormonal balance. Most of these are hormonal balance though, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Chaseberry is great for the bleeding, the pain from the cycles. Um, 
sarsaparilla, that iron, con like sarsaparilla is super high in iron. So I love using that one. Um, and then there's white peony, which is going to help with the pain. And it'll help with women who have like endometriosis as well. It's known for helping for, like with people, who, women who have endometriosis will typically use white peony as well. So that one's really good. Um, but yeah, there's like seven different herbs, beautiful blend. It doesn't, it's not a horrible taste. It, it does, you, you'll taste it, but it's not a horrible bitter <laughs> taste or anything. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's medicine though, at the end of the day, it's not iced yeah. tea, you know, <laughs> so right, right, right. it's not sweet iced tea, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, that tea has helped many women. I've had many women message me saying that they could literally feel their fibroid before and they don't feel it anymore or they've wow. gotten an ultrasound and they had a mass and the mass I had a woman who she actually about a month ago messaged me because she had her cycle and she had passed something that looked mm. like um like a almost like a meaty like a, it was a circle it was like a meaty texture and she didn't know what it was. And I, I mean, I didn't know what it was, but I assumed that it maybe was her fibroid. I know she had a fibroid in her uterus and she like, did she show, like she even sent me like a video and I was like, I mean, it looks like a fibroid that had been dissolved a little bit because it wasn't like a fully, it wasn't like a full circle. I don't know. It just, it looked like it had been probably dissolved a bit and then it passed. Yeah. But I said, I don't know, though. I can't, you know, I can't diagnose or, you know, whatever. So I said, definitely talk to your doctor when it comes to that. And she had an ultrasound maybe about a week ago and she sent me a video like telling me, hey, I got, I just had an ultrasound and there's literally nothing there. And I, I did have a mask there and she showed the video to her doctor and her doctor was saying how he wasn't sure, you know, because like I mean, you can't test it because uh, she, you know, obviously threw it away. But she, yeah. he said it, it possibly could have been it because it's nothing there anymore. And she's had a lot of complications with, with trying to get pregnant. So I'm so excited mm -hmm. for her now that she has a clean uterus that she should, yeah. she, I mean, hopefully I told her to keep me posted, but hopefully she will be able to actually carry, you know? So, yeah. so yeah, it's definitely effective. I've noticed it takes 10, it tends to take two months, but every woman's different depending on what yeah. you're eating, your lifestyle, are you consistent with it? But, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, on the, for the most part, women have been telling me when it, within about two months, they, they see um, results when it comes to their fibroids. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's so like confirming. I don't want to say exciting, but it's so confirming to like, see that, you know, mm -hmm. it's like for women to be healing from this and then like, they get to see it. It's not even like, it's just like a one hand thing. Like you're doing something and maybe you're seeing the results. It's like, no, they personally are passing these fibroids or going into the doctor after, you know, a month or two of, you know, drinking the tea and making different changes to their lifestyle and seeing these results. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's amazing. And then you mentioned no, um, no caffeine. Um, so one of my questions was if we can't do can't, well, obviously we can't want to, but alternatives to caffeine, what could that be? Cause it's like, you know, we want to have like that boost. Like I personally just stopped drinking coffee probably like a month ago, just because mm -hmm. it was just like, no, I don't need to keep, I was, I was getting like to the point where I was needing it. Like, okay, yeah. I need that couple, you know, I was looking forward to it and yeah. ugh, I don't like that. It gets me heartburn. Mm. Um, I know it's not good for me. Like I yeah. know. Um, and so, um, yeah, so a good alternative to coffee, like a tea, what could we use 
is this going to hinder or um, support my health? But we're not taught to look at it that way. We're taught to pick Mm -hmm. it apart and to, so so that they can market specific things. Because if you were to look at meat as a whole, I'm sorry, but people eat meat. But if you were to look at like steak as a whole and not pick it apart for protein versus this and that, Mm -hmm. you were to look at it as a whole versus an apple as a whole, Mm -hmm. you know, which one is going to like impact or hurt your health in like the level, like, you know, obviously red, you know, the steak is going to be more detrimental than an apple will. Right. So I look at it more as a whole. So with coffee as a whole, I'm like, no, (laughs) that's going to like make my bones brittle. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to have me dependent on it, all that stuff. I I just, it's not, it's not where it's at, but there are other alternatives. Um, There's like roasted dandelion root tea that I've heard people use. Um, I personally love burdock root and chaga. So good. Um, I use both of them together, but you can do it separate too. Like chaga, you can make a good little latte out of a uh, burdock root. You can also make a good little latte together or out of as well. But I like it together because chaga to me has a little bit of a chocolatey taste and burdock has like this I don't know how to, like a more of an earthy, not coffee, but a little bit coffee taste. So like <laughs> them together, it's really good. It's a, it's a dark beverage. You can put a little agave, some hemp milk in it. Um, and it's just so good. And it's really good for your skin. So chaga and burdock root, that's going to be great for your skin. Um, burdock root is great for like eczema, any, any skin condition. And chaga yeah. is supposed to be good for like aging because um, it has a bunch of antioxidants and stuff. So and chaga is also great because it prevents cancer. It's it helps with um helps spike cancer cells as well. So it's I mean it has way more health benefits basically is what I'm saying versus coffee. Yeah. Like <laughs> chaga right. and burdock is going to put you in a better health situation. Um, and it yeah. tastes great. I drink it almost every day just for the enjoyment. I don't even drink it for the health benefits. I really yeah. just drink it for the enjoyment. I like how it tastes. So okay. those are a great. And I offer. I offer chaga um, on um, jungamama.com, jungamamastore.com and also burdock root as well. So definitely try it. I sell it individually. (laughs) Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay, cool. And then for making those teas, um, so I know those are, I think this is one of the questions I have. Those are um, the teas that you sell, they are loose. Um, mm-hmm. so most of us are probably used to buying those box teas that are already mm-hmm. in the tea bag. So how do we go about making the loose tea at home? That might be, yeah, sound crazy, but no, no, but. <laughs> I get that question so, so often. And it's crazy. Like, I don't, I don't ever buy bag tea anymore. It's funny. Like, well, I never really honestly oh. was into tea. I used to feel like when I, before I got into herbs, I used to like herbal tea was just like, not really not a myth, but like, I like, this is really going to help me with my sleep. Or is it really going to, you know, but it's true. Yeah. But also the teas that they sell are mostly like, not superficial, but like, um, they're just, they're not like the ones that I use more. So you got to like know about like a lot okay. of people don't maybe like everybody knows chamomile, everybody knows ginger, right. but not everyone knows, um, of like Guinea hen or, um, blue mm-hmm. vein or, you know what I mean? So, so like the trendy, do the more surface trendy. level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more surface level teeth and then also I mean I don't know like I know I get like wild crafted or I get like organic when I purchase you know my 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 teeth so I know exactly you know what they're coming from um yeah. but it's simple as just getting tea bags 
Just get tea bags. All you have to do is take the loose leaf, put it in tea bags, and then you treat it basically the same. If there's roots in the tea, I suggest um, like kind of boil, boil, putting it in the water as it's like boiling or sim or simmering. Um, but if it's just leaves, then you can just like boil the water, put it in the cup and then steep it. Cause the roots, I feel like you want to get, you want to extract more, you know, right. from that. So I like will simmer the water, um, like maybe for like 10 minutes with the, with the, the tea, but, but yeah, it's definitely simple. It's just get some tea bags and you got it. <laughs> and it actually will last you. My, it lasts you a long time because my bags are like four ounces. So if you're just putting a teaspoon or two in a bag, like every day or twice a day, like it's, it'll last you a, a while. So, so yeah, some okay. helpful ways to consume. <laughs> okay. And then the tea bags, can those just be found like next to the tea, like the chamomile, the trending chamomile and the lavender in the store? <laughs> um, I'm sure they sell like tea. I know Whole Foods sells tea bags. Um, oh, gotcha. I, I'm eventually I, I'm gonna start selling them on my, my website as well because I know as I'm getting that question, so I'm like I might as well just offer that oh. as well. Um, yeah. but yeah, they're not hard to to find at all. Okay, sorry if it's a little loud. Um, there's some lot. <laughs> Somebody's doing the lawn outside. Oh, oh you're fine. I can't hear it. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool, cool. Question about um, herbs for anxiety and depression. Is there like a herb besides marijuana that women can use um, to help with anxiety and depression? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's funny because I've actually never done marijuana in my life. I know I'm probably one of the very few people because I, <laughs> I, found, I found this to be um I have and also I've, I've only tried coffee like a, a couple of times well I had a a brief moment in my life where I had coffee for maybe like a couple months you know what I mean but I've always been a, I've always been pretty big in avoiding things that I know people kind of get a little hooked on or a little uh -huh. dependent on you know so, so yeah I've never tried marijuana um but I do know people you know do use it for anxiety and depression and or just to just because of course, um, and I know it, it's very helpful. My issue with marijuana <laughs> is for one, I don't believe, I don't promote smoking herbs in general because I don't really believe that's the form it's meant to be consumed. Yeah. Now, if that's what you do, that, that's absolutely fine. It's just not what I, I believe that, because it's gonna be damaging to the lungs. That's why, right. that's my main concern. Like right. if, if you're gonna do CBD or whatever, it doesn't matter. But I just think my concern is the lungs, right? But, um, but yeah, it just, I feel like when, when people get to the point where they're doing it every single day, that's when you're becoming dependent on it and you can become lethargic and stuff. So I just get a little concerned. Yeah. Um, the herb that I suggest using for anxiety or depression is Gluvervain, um, which it's funny because Gluvervain actually can be smoked. Uh, I don't recommend it, but you can, but it's, <laughs> I use it in a tea, a tea form. Okay. Um, and it's really great. I, I love it. I, I don't do it all. I don't drink it all the time, but it helps calm your central nervous system. And it just makes you feel at ease. Like I remember one time I feel like I, maybe I drank a little bit too much because I was laying down because you'll end up laying down. So it depends on how much you drink. I drink a little too much. So I ended up just laying down. And I just felt like I was like kind of floating a little bit. I was like, Oh wow. I just felt so calm. I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I think, like, I think I put too much in this because <laughs> I think I was making it. Oh, no, I was making a tonic. I was making a brain function tonic and I put blue vein, but I put too much. 
Yeah. Yes. That's what it was. Oh yeah, man. I was feeling good that day. So, but that's a good, (laughs) absolutely a good tea. Um, if you do, and it's, oh, and you can consume it when you're, um, uh, breastfeeding, uh, actually helps lactation. Um, it also improves sleep. It can help you read a deeper, reach a deeper sleep. And I actually love to use blue vervain when I'm trying to do some type of spiritual work, or if I'm trying to like, like if I want to ask my ancestors questions, or if I want to ask myself questions, or if I want to like ask, ask something before sleep intentionally to receive mm. a, a answer in my dreams, I'll mm-hmm. drink blue vervain before I go to sleep that night to to help it, it's been used like in the past like our, our ancestors or whatever like it's been used during like spiritual rituals and stuff like that so okay. um it's a great herb if you do smoke um i would recommend like if you're dealing with like coughing and stuff when you're smoking weed i would recommend mixing your um weed with gordo lobo or mullinin it's the same thing i sell it at on jungle mama it's called amazona which because amazon it's the Amazon rainforest is known to be our, the lungs of the, of the rainforest, whatever. So I call it Amazona because Gordo Lobo is so great for the lungs. So mm. when you do, when you do smoke weed, you can mix that in with your weed and it'll actually make it so you're not coughing. Like it's uh-huh. going to help the lung health. Um, you know, cause if you're, yeah. you're going to smoke, I would at least mix that in. <laughs> so yeah. at least you're not like having issues breathing and everything. So so yeah, that's what I would recommend though, that blue vervain is great or any Nervine, really valerian hops, but I feel like blue vervain is a little bit better and it doesn't make me as sleepy. I personally feel as valerian and hops do if I take that, so. Okay. So valerian and hops is also. So valerian hops make you sleepy? Well, they're all Nervines. So they're all gonna calm your central nervous system and all like if it's gonna calm your central nervous system, it's probably gonna make you relax, which is probably gonna right. make you sleepy. Right. So I just okay. my own experience with it is I just feel like if I take valerian, my usually my intention for valerian or hops is to help me go to sleep. Blue vervain, it won't really be, but it does, it does make me sleepy. But blue vervain, it can make me. And it, it's so annoying sometimes. Like I just have you just have to be careful <laughs> of not drinking too much when yeah. you do it because you will, it's not like a like um what's it called? Like allergy medicine, you know, allergy medicine just knock you out. It's not like that. It'll just, you just feel really relaxed and you'll just be very at ease to where you just, Oh, I'm just going to lay down. And then, you know, (laughs) it just happens. So, okay. So yeah, but it doesn't just like knock you out. It's like a mild, (laughs) mild sedative. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, questions for, um, herbs for kids. So, um, our, herbs safe for kids um like is that even a thing and what herbs can we turn to when our kids get sick like a cold or a flu where can we like whip some what can we whip up in our kitchen yeah for them yeah absolutely like that's really important to me that's actually why I came up with jungle mama for kids Mm -hmm. um because I think it's really important that kids see the power of herbs in relation to their body and set instead of turning to the doctor they turn to you i think that's very important for them to learn that mommy can help me yes and i don't have to go to the white coat you right. know what i mean right. and go to a sterile you know whatever like yeah. that whole situation like i don't have to go that go to my mom and she's going to help me feel better with these these plants and herbs that were here and created from nature 
that is really important for them to learn that connection young. Um, and I just don't like children on medication. I absolutely hate that. Like they should not be on medication. That's insane to me. Um, and cause children, and what great thing about kids, like being so young, they're really receptive to herbs. So that's why their dose is like smaller. Like, like I feel like us, because we've gone through more and we have more issues or we have more mucus and all that stuff, like it, it may take longer for things to be effective, but with children, it's, it's, it's very, they react more to herbs. And yeah, there are herbs that you want, like you want to avoid, you want, you don't want to, you want to be more gentle with, with children. So, but there are still a lot of herbs they can use. There's ginger, there's fennel seeds, um, elderberry, chaga, which I talked about earlier, amala um, powder, which is, amala is, amala powder is, um, has a lot of antioxidants. Like if you're looking for vitamin C, you need to go and get some amala powder because it's like the highest in vitamin C. Um, and it's children friendly. You can put it a little bit in their juice. It's a little bit sour. You put a little okay. bit in their juice. Maybe if you make like homemade popsicles, you can even put that in like their popsicles. Um, you can put it in a smoothie, whatever. Like it's um, really great. It's really great just for like immune support and all that. Um, also skin health, but also chamomile. So like if I, so I have a, a few different products for kids. I have a, I have teas and then I have herbal bath teas. So for the teas, I have a bedtime tea, which is just chamomile. I mm-hmm. uh, don't want anything too strong. So it's something really light. Like I said, they react quicker, more. Um, so chamomile. And then I also have tummy tumby, which is digestive health. That has a few different herbs. It has like ginger, fennel seeds, clove, uh, I believe. I believe burdock rue, I have to double check, but sorry. Um, but that one's for digestive health. Um, and then I also have a moon tea, which is immune support, has elderberry, ginger, nettle, clove. So all those different herbs that are going to help them be prepared for, you know, flu, flu season or whatever. So, and then the herbal tea, herbal bath teas, I have one for like, irritated skin or um, skin issues like eczema. It's called Soothe. Have one for bedtime, which has chamomile. And I believe I have a lavender in that one. Yeah, chamomile and lavender. And then also I have one for congestion. It's called Breathe. So you could like match up the Amun tea with the congestion. So if they're having a cold, they can have the Amun tea to help them fight it. And they also have the herbal bath that's helping the, you know, that mucus, all that congestion, you know, get out. So, um, so yeah, I have a few different products for kids. I definitely think it's really important to introduce that early on, uh, for them to see the power of food in general and herbs and how it works with their body and they're learning how to, how to heal themselves. So, so yeah, a few kid-friendly herbs to enjoy. One thing that I'm always looking at. So when they get sick, I normally will make like some lemon, um, and then I'll do like some honey. Um, but sometimes I always want to try other herbs, but I always wonder like, is this safe? Um, Mm -hmm. and the main thing is we just want to get them back to feeling good. So a lot of times just like whatever, you know, rest, you know, what's going to help them at this time. But I do stay away from um, medicine. Like I don't give them any medicine. Um, so it's good to hear that there, there is some other options out here. Um, and then it's good to know about the amala powder. That's good. Like, that's a good idea that you said about putting in the popsicles or putting in their juice. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, 
There was something else I was going to go along the lines, but Journey came out. So I'm going to go to the next question. CMOS. CMOS is huge. It's been trending lately. Those, yeah. It's one of those things where I've, I've wanted to try, but I kind of was like, I'm not called to really try it yet. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and I just got my thought back from the last question. So I just wanted to touch bases when you said showing kids that the healing happened in the house. That's mm-hmm. huge. That's huge. Um, healing happening in the house is huge. Like them seeing that because the book that I was telling you guys about that I'm going to put in the description, they also mentioned that a lot of the times, a lot of the things that they were using in their adult life that they seen their mom doing, they seen their aunties doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's huge for me to be able to show that to my kids as well, that, you know, everything that you need is in the kitchen, right? Rest, <laughs> some water, mm-hmm. um, mom's love, skin to skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll see what we could mix around in the kitchen and that we can rely on it and kind of it empowers us as moms. It empowers us to know that this stuff is in our hands, you know, in our kitchens and that we can use it. Yeah. For our um, so CMOS, CMOS is something that's been trending. It's something I've wanted to go into, but like I said, I, I haven't been called to really use it. So I haven't really tried it. But I wanted to know what are the benefits of it? Um, and then are there different kinds of it? And then what are the ways that people can consume it? Yeah, CMOS is very popular right now. Um, people are definitely waking up to like how beneficial it is. I think one of the reasons why it's so beneficial is that it has such a variety of minerals and it makes up, it's known for making having 92 out of the 102 minerals of our body. So if you think about actually having enough minerals, your body's functioning correctly, of course, there's going to be a lot of benefits. Um, has lax, like laxative properties, so it helps with digestion. It has thyroid health benefits um, because of the iodine, amount of iodine that it has. Um, it's great for people who, has, who have hypothyroidism, not hyperthyroidism, because it's an overactive thyroid, so you don't want a lot of iodine. Um, great for joints and skin. Um, it helps fight against radiation. It's just all around an amazing algae. There's different kinds. I sell um, I sell purple conjures crispus from the Atlantic Ocean. And I, you do want to be careful because there are a lot of people out there who sell sea moss that are like, um, how do I say, like not wild crafted, like not found out in nature. Like they're, you know how they, what is it, tilapia, I think is the fish that yeah. they um, farm, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you don't want farm <laughs> sea moss. You don't want something that people are like making right. themselves. Like it's not coming from the rocks out in sea naturally. You want to get that. So, so yeah, so that's the diff, that's the kind of sea moss that I got, I, I have is from the Atlantic Ocean, natural from the rock. You literally see some attached to, to rocks um, when you purchase the raw sea moss. And you can do sea moss gel. I offer that. I also offer jelly bears and um, just the raw sea moss as well. Okay. Okay. Well, we're gonna um, close out here. Um, is there? I just want to say thank you first of all for taking this time to be here. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but you are my first guest on this podcast. So Yay. thank you for that. <laughs> that first guest, and thank you for sharing um your information and your knowledge and um educating us on the all the different herbs that we can use to heal our bodies um and did you want to let people know where they can find you um and any last words from you yeah absolutely i will thank you so much um it's great to be 
included and asked to speak on this because I feel like it's so important to speak about and um, just connect with more women of color. Um, yeah, but you can find me. So of course, my store, www.junglemamastore.com. Also, I have Instagram, Jungle Mama Health. I post a lot of different content, not just about herbs, like spiritual healing, um, different um, ways to heal certain conditions, or also just like food stuff. So like if you want like some ideas on recipes, I have stuff like that. And so yeah, definitely fo follow me on IG is going to be the most, I post the most on there. I have Facebook too, but IG will be the best. And of course my store yeah. as well. But thank you so much for including me. And I'm so glad we were able to talk about these different topics here. Of course. Thank you for being here. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. And that's all, mamas. Thank you for tuning in on this episode. As always, I hope you're able to take something away from this episode that resonated with you on your journey as you evolve. To learn more and explore the many options we have around our bodies, our birthing experiences, and our overall health, check out my blog over at www theforeverevolvingmama.com and follow me over on IG at the Forever Evolving Mama. Until next time, stay tuned, in tune, and forever evolving.